1: This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Morang and Dusty, the fan man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your huckleberry. The Fan.
2: Hour number two, Danny and Dusty. We're way late. We were talking blazers. People are fired up. We're looking for answers. Our birds, heads are falling off. It's Our not good right heads right are now. falling off!
3: Oh, we could use a PD right about now.
4: All
2: right. Pretty bird. bird. <laughs> Man. All right, let's talk about it. We'll, we'll continue. We'll continue down this path, down this rabbit hole. Uh, coming up this hour, 1.30, we will have... Um, Ryan Horvat, our BetQL Network Insider, uh, brought to you by BetMGM. You think he's
3: buying the dip on the Blazers?
2: No. I don't think anybody is right now. Nobody's buying the Tell dip. Tell you what, I have not gambled on them in two weeks. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> stay away! It's, you just don't know. Look, he, here's the thing. We're looking at a team that is not substantially improved defensively. We're looking at a team that is now, after what was one of the hottest offensive starts in the NBA period has ground to a halt at times um, and is, is missing open looks. Look, I I don't know if you can ask for three better looks for a potential game tying shot than the three that they got at at the the end. end of the game. Yeah. I mean, Especially three looks when your star is not one of them. And Dame Dame was open when they... Jeremy went swing-swing swing the second time it came yeah, around, yeah. To, and they found Nurk in the corner. But he, he was open, and that is the frustrating one. We were like, oh, come on. Maybe that guy. Maybe get the ball to let her And even though he's two for 12 from three. Uh, let's see if you want that one. But they had three really good looks at the end. And so schematically, X's and O's wise, it looks like it's working. Mm-hmm. The bench looks way lost, but they're young, and you're trying to see what you have there, and it's kind of confusing. Enough. On that note,
3: I actually thought Billups did a good job last night. Yeah. He didn't put the kids out there. He yeah. didn't just go, hey, Ant, go play with the kids.
2: Oh, you can't do that at this well, point, though. Well, they right? had no? to with yeah. like a couple yeah, weeks ago.
3: Getting Gary back has been huge in that you can piecemeal some stuff together. And what I thought was interesting, you know what uh, Chauncey did tonight in the rotations? Or tonight, last night in the rotations? ah. Instead of Dame playing the whole first and third, it was Ant. Yeah. It was Ant who yeah. stayed out there with the with the other group to maybe try to bolster Ant. And then you bring Dame back in, Ant comes out, and you've got... What I think Chauncey's trying to do now is keep two of Ant or Dame, or Ant, Dame, and Jeremy on mm-hmm. the floor, and then mix in Josh or Gary. Yeah. Have like at least two of those guys on the floor at any given time, preferably three. And getting Gary back is huge in that. Like, you had Jabari out there for a little while. You had Drew out there for a little while. Keon got some uh, got a little burst towards the very end. But the yeah. when Shaden was out there, he was out there with mostly starters or the front end of that. It and just
2: – like, but here's the problem, though, is that they had to force those guys because in the grand scheme of things, having Dame, Jeremy, and Ant play 120 combined minutes, mm-hmm. each of them were playing 40 minutes mm-hmm. – <laughs> that, that's, that's what happens magic.
3: That's what happens when you you uh, know, you eat glue for the first five minutes of the first and third quarters.
2: Yep, and that, that's what happened. Um it, it's been, it's been brutal, but here's your text, five oh three two five oh ten eighty. Um wasn't Chauncey supposed to be the defense and anti turnover minded coach. So where's the defense and why all of the sloppy play?
3: The interesting thing about this is this they didn't start this season off with like league leading turnovers. There was, there was, you could see a lot of bad pass in the sense of throwing the ball to the wrong spot, like not on the same page. And that made sense, right? We didn't see a lot of the sloppy, like bad pass in the sense of like, Softly thrown or just kind of nonchalant, like the or air mailing it into the seventh row, you didn't see those turnovers as much. The turnovers you saw was, ah, I was a bad read, I thought you were going here, and like, oh yeah, you're you're new, working through a new system, like that made sense. The problem is, those are still lingering with the very sloppy stuff, like they have increased, yes, which doesn't make any sense.
2: And look, there comes a point where if your guys can't do it. You must adjust.
3: Yep. And I asked Chauncey about that in the pregame. I said, what are you trying? Like, how how much more can you simplify this? And his roundabout reasoning as he got back down to it was, look, we can change whatever we want. We can simplify whatever we want. But I've always looked at turnovers as personal responsibility. And in the personal responsibility part of this is, you. no matter how simple the read is, you still have to make the read and you still have to make the pass. So if I do X, mm. Y, and Z with this, it's still on them to execute.
2: Yes, and I I understand that, but uh, there's a lot of uh, when you have this is like this is like a teacher mm. when you have like one or two kids fail, sure, like that mm. they may be the allies. When the entire class fails a test, mm. you're not teaching correctly,
3: and that's and that's what's 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 interesting about this is. What's going to end up happening?
2: Mm-hmm. Like when they when it clicks and when they figure it out no, or, or or
3: if or if, and that's the thing is, does there need to be a discussion? I don't even think it needs to be a team wide thing. It really probably just needs to be a Damon Chauncey thing.
2: Mm. Yeah. All right. This is
3: how I need. This is how look. At,
2: what the, and, and look and then look. Like, Dame shouldn't escape culpability here no. either because he is a coach on the floor and he's more than a coach. And he's
3: asked for this. Yeah. Let, like, that thing is, that's thing. thing. That's part of my. Everybody wants to go chauncey, chauncey, chauncey. Listen, I'm not saying chauncey's blameless, but how many times over the years have we heard the fan base, I want Dame off ball? How many times have we read Damon in a magazine? I, Dame, I want to be off ball more. I want to be more like Steph.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A, you're, a you're, lot. You're, a lot.
3: You're it, getting what you're asked for. Yeah. The overcorrection Less is there. Pick and you, roll. you you you, you want to not be tired, like. So what you're seeing is, I think you're seeing wild overcorrections mm. from Terry to Chauncey, what, when in reality is with this roster, you probably need to be in the middle. Yeah. And how they get there, I don't know, or if they're willing to get there. <laughs> that's not
2: good. <laughs> because listen, like the are they willing is the part that's not good. Like, like the are they willing? You should. Here's the thing about sports and when you're in funks and when times are going well, you always need to be willing to adjust. Mm-hmm. You always who's, have to. Who's willing and, to give up that land right when now? When it falls apart is when you have an unwillingness to mm-hmm. do it. And that's,
3: But who's willing to? like? I, I'm not saying that nobody's unwilling. Yeah. I'm just saying who's more willing to concede here? Yeah. Is Dame willing to concede? Sure. Something for
2: and that and that's what I was saying is like that could be the scary part yeah. is that if the, if there isn't a because
3: what you have yeah. is you have basically you have Hall of Famer and Damian Lillard and a, a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame with Chauncey Billups who both play the position but and them in different ways yeah who's who's willing to concede and who's willing to come to the table to understand what's to get what's best for both sides
2: yeah all right five zero That ten eighty that is the fan text line all right uh, we'll get to some more blazer stuff let's take a break from the blazers uh we'll let everybody kind of cool down for a minute we got ryan horvath coming up 15 minutes from now betql network insider betmgm tonight host he will join us as he does every wednesday at 1 30 uh and we're going to talk some nfl playoffs
3: you think he's in a car on the way home
2: <clears throat> he's probably in a car somewhere we often get him in a car <laughs> uh somewhere to or f- fro Ooh, why don't we use that anymore to and fro yeah yeah
3: uh, Ian Eagle once said, uh, uh, Don't "There was you
2: dare call him Ian."
3: No, no, uh, Ian, Ian <laughs> Eagle. Uh, when Jared Allen was with the Nets, I, I used to watch Nets broadcast just because their broadcast crew is great. Uh, there was a lob thrown to Jared Allen, and he has that giant fro. it's awesome. And he said, "As the fro flies, that's great." And I was like, "That's that that's is tremendous. Great.
2: That is tremendous great. stuff." All right, five zero three 503 two five zero ten eighty. Deion Sanders has already stepped in it as the head coach at Colorado. Whoa. All right, 503-250-1080, that beat up a fan text line. Um, we've got some college foosball news. Actually, really good news for Oregon, but something on the national championship broadcast stuck out to me. Uh, did you guys catch Kirk Cur- Street's little Pac-12 schedule bomb that he dropped? I
3: did not. He was, oh, Dusty, he, I'll tell you, he was that, after about the first 15 yeah. minutes, I didn't listen to a lot.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> totally fair. Uh, I was, so I caught this. But they were talking about Dion Sanders. They had a camera on Dion, and they said, uh, Kirk Herbstreit goes, yeah, you know, uh, Colorado is is o- set to open up the season against TCU in 2023, and he goes, Coach Prime is actually here today. And he told us, he broke a little news that the Pac-12 is actually moving their opener up to zero week. And so the week before they play TCU, they're going to be playing Arizona State. Well, that didn't land well in the Pac-12 offices because it was one thing the Pac-12 wanted to do was apparently George Kleofkoff and company wanted to put Prime on a stage to... Kind of highlight his 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 arrival, his arrival a, in the Colorado. Pac-12 yeah. at Colorado, so they were going to have Arizona State. Colorado played zero week, and then week one, their game against TCU would actually be Colorado's second game. And now the Pac-12, according to twenty-four-seven sports, the Pac-12 has axed Colorado ASU for zero week because they hadn't. You have to apply for. Um, a waiver to play in zero week mm-hmm. and they hadn't apparently they hadn't done it yet. So the PAC 12 is just, you can't break that news early. That's something that they wanted to have go the opposite way. under their hat.
3: Go yeah. the opposite way. Ugh. Go the opposite way. Say, Hey, listen, prime stepped in it, but you know, this is good for college football. Let's get the waiver. And let's get it done. Don't, don't yeah. punish it. Don't slap them on the wrist. Well, don't
2: punish it. I think that means that the PAC 12 is probably doing that knowing that they're probably not going to get that waiver now. Uh, because, you know, it's not really a hardship. They just want to highlight prime, you know, but that would have been, it actually would have been fantastic for both Colorado and ASU to have that zero week game. It's two new head coaches playing against each other in a conference game of programs that are, you know, on a more level playing field in that they're not totally barren, but they're starting and trying to rebuild and you get Kenny Dillingham and uh, and Deion Sanders, same spot. You can highlight both of those new coaches to the conference. And then for the next week, you they've got a game under their belt. You see the most improvement between week one and week two. Well, heading into that TCU game, you would be able to see – improvement from Colorado because mm-hmm. TCU doesn't have that advantage. What TCU's gonna be looking at is the last game that they played was a 58-point butt kicking in the <laughs> national title <laughs> game and everybody leaving. And
3: all the pressure on them.
2: Yeah, and and how are they gonna hang on to relevancy where you get a little bit of those jitters out, you get a bit a little, little bit of those nerves out and you get an, an opportunity to go and play. And to me I think like that is a missed opportunity. And wherever and however the schedule sorts out in conference play it's essentially another buy for both ASU and Colorado. Also, the other part of this is, screw the NCAA, play when you want <laughs> to. Screw the NCAA, uh, I, I play can't, when you wanna, I can't
3: huh? wait until they're done with the NCAA. You need a waiver to yeah. make sure you can play in zero weeks. Schedule when you schedule.
2: Yeah.
3: It's, it's your teams and your conference. Why, why does the NCAA have any say in that?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Why? I, I, don't, I don't That is wildly that, you know. dumb. Um, but it's all part of like when the season starts. I don't know. I love I, no I, I
3: love finding a hill like
2: this to die on. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's go a, ahead. It's I a, mean, a fun go ahead, die on it because
3: it's just like, I, I will plant my flag in the NCA It's just utterly useless at this point.
2: I would tend to agree with that. Um,
3: like just play play devil's advocate for me here. Okay, justify why that they need a waiver to play zero week.
2: I don't know. <laughs> like TV, I don't know. If anything
3: else. Yes, good TV.
2: Yeah, you want more good TV.
3: Our zero week last year was Nebraska uh uh Notre Dame. Mm. No, Nebraska Northwestern.
2: Yeah, in Ireland. In Ireland. But, boy, that was a train wreck. But that it was game awesome. sucked. Yeah. But it was awesome to see.
3: Yeah, you're right, it was because it was such a train wreck. We also it was got, the, very we bad. got the we got the beer snake.
2: We did get the beer snake yeah. and free beer. Yeah. Remember the free beer? They just said, screw it. The computers Ireland are down. Like, yeah, whatever. We're going to go ahead. What are they going to do? Not yeah. not sell beer? Um, we also have more news. Uh, the portal giveth to the University of Oregon yet again. Uh, Ed rusher Jordan Birch from the University of South Carolina has committed to Oregon. Um, he put up his fancy little picture and did a little release video. He is a uh, five-star, five a composite five-star, so it's not like... Hey, guess what? He in one recruiting service, he was a five star. Nobody else had him at that. He's a composite five star. Uh, he's the one of the highest rated recruits that South Carolina had ever had.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, ever. Dude.
2: And, he's a um,
3: second only to Clowney. Wow. Second and, only to J-
2: Davion Clowney. I and think he's that a that's large okay. man. He's a large man. 6'6, six, six, 275. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a very big dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, seven and a half tackles for loss and three and a half sacks, um and fourteen quarterback hits. He get two quarterbacks yes. well. Um And guess what? In the conference, that's going to have ten really damn good quarterbacks. You <laughs> should be able to edge rushers.
3: You would getting to the quarterback going to be very important. Have you looked at the transfer portal and edge rushers? Almost all of them are going into the Pac-12. Well, that's good. It's it's just this massive influx of edge, edge rushers. As Pac-12. it
2: should. I mean that that is what it should be for yeah. the Pac-12. Um, but Oregon is still is now in a bind uh, because of their their success recruiting, their success in the portal mm-hmm. that they've been having. Uh, they now have eighteen players that are in the transfer portal because another one went in today. Yeah, Cam. In tied in, yeah, tied in Cam McCormick who um, so plays
3: eighth and ninth seasons somewhere.
2: Yeah, it, he, you
3: thought he, Stetson Bennett was old? He's going to be twenty six when he's done.
2: Do you know what recruiting class he came in with? Twenty fifteen or sixteen? No, he was twenty sixteen. Okay, uh, that would be Justin Herbert's recruiting class.
3: He is just a month younger, not 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 even a month younger than Herbert. Good lord! Yeah, like I said, he's going to be about twenty seven when it's all said and done.
2: Yeah, I, I, think about that. Born folks.
3: April second, nineteen ninety
2: eight. Justin Herbert is entering the NFL playoffs. <laughs> By the time that Cam McCormick finishes his eligibility, Justin Herbert will be the highest paid player in the NFL. <laughs> because that he's going to be getting a contract at that time. That to me is I mean that is wild, but Oregon has got they've had a lot of a, a, a lot of new faces are going to be coming in it's going to be a big turnover because we saw that that roster it was it wasn't ready to compete with with the big boys over a an extended schedule and they ran out of gas at the end depth they're trying to build depth and get forward um and you're going to you're going to see a lot of names go into the the portal um so it's something to keep an eye on man it it definitely is something to 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 watch if you want to know that 2016 recruiting class um let me read you off some names that he came in with. Uh he came in with not just Herbert, but Troy Dye was a part of that recruiting Jesus. class.
3: Not even Travis Die. Troy Die.
2: Yeah, no, 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 no. The older one. Brady Breeze, Lamar Winston, uh Dylan Mitchell, part of that recruiting class as well. He was actually the highly highest touted uh recruit in that uh 2016 class was Dylan Mitchell out of Memphis, Tennessee. So he's been around for a while and he's still got two more seasons of eligibility for Cam McCormick wishing the best of luck. He's a local guy from summit. Uh, I, I hope he finds a landing spot and he stays healthy at his new, at his new landing spot as well. Um, but a, a big commitment from Oregon. Uh, they get, they get beefier and they get a lot of talent. Edge rusher Jordan Birch, uh, joins a defense that uh, Connor Soeli from Arizona State, he committed over the weekend. Uh, you got Kyrie Jackson from Bama, Justin Jacobs from Iowa joining that defense, and then Evan Williams, uh, not just a whiskey, a football player from Fresno State, the brother of Bennett Williams coming. They they got five Dude. big transfers big, in the ball, Big, portal. big, 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 big. Just on the defensive side of the ball, and that doesn't even go uh, to mention... Um, the, the was it Johnny Cornelius, the Rhode Island tackle, who m- many believe is the best ta- offensive line prospect in the, in the transfer portal.
3: And Casey Rogers coming back.
2: Casey Rogers is coming back. The whole D line's coming back, which is great news. With the exception of DJ Johnson.
3: Looking at that that 2016 class, I want to just have an idea at it real quick. Uh, number one of our recruit in that class was Rashawn Gary. Number three, uh, Nick Bosa. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's how far back this class goes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. 503 250 1080. That is the fan text line. Coming up next, we got our BetQL network insider, Ryan Horvat. First, Rust Sports Center. <laughs>
1: This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, joining us now
2: is the host of BetMGM Tonight, our Odyssey sports betting insider, Ryan Horovat. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. App Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan's analysis. Just search bet MGM wherever you find your podcast how's it going man happy new year
4: happy new year guys it's great to be back on with you I apologize for the next 15 seconds where you're going to hear some wind I actually had to walk down the street to place a bet it's really weird here in Washington D.C. so like betting is legal in Maryland now I could just wake up in the morning and just bet right from my app in my room but when I'm in D.C. if I'm in our studio we can't place a live bet. So, like Trista or I, like during the show, if we want to bet something live, we have to run down the street. You have to be within a block radius of Nats Park. So, even though gambling's legal or sports betting's legal, you can only bet like within a block of BetMGM. It makes absolutely no sense how Washington DC works. So, I had to place a bet on the Washington Wizards tonight. So. Now I'm in my car and
2: everything's
3: good. True Hi, degenerate fashion. <laughs> I
2: love it. Hey, uh, so are you like everybody else here right now and just staying away from the Portland Trailblazers uh, when betting NBA?
4: Well, it depends what the numbers looking like. If they're eight and a half, nine point dogs, uh, maybe I'll play them in the right <sighs> spot. I, I'm a little worried, obviously, about the win total. Um, I hate to say it. I think Tristan may have mushed him, to be honest, you guys, because it was a nice start to the season. Dame was healthy. He was playing really well. And I played a small, like a small little MVP ticket. I was just thinking, if the Blazers are a top five, top four seed, and I love Jeremy Grant, but I think Dame's going to be in the MVP conversation. And then the next thing you know, I asked her on the show. I said, "What do you think the ceiling is for this Blazers team?" And she said, "Western Conference Finals." And I wasn't ready to go that far. And since then, everything has just kind of went to crap. I do think (laughs) eventually they'll be all right, but yeah, I don't have a very strong interest in betting them right
2: now. Come on, Crick.
3: So, so Trish yeah, is exactly. who we have to blame for
2: this. Okay, yeah. good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like she, she things. took
3: her Believe anti-warriors me. juju and turned it around from last year and put it on the Blazers. Okay, okay,
2: I won't handle exactly. That. All right, it is NFL though. We get NFL playoffs. Happy Super Wild Card Weekend uh, to you, and uh, we got some huge lines, and and I, I think we're starting to see. The Vegas reaction to what we've seen in the last two years, and especially last year, where we only had one close super wild card game, and that was the Raiders and the Bengals, and it, it ended up kind of spurring the Bengals onto a Super Bowl run. But um, what do you make of, of some really big lines uh, heading into super wild card weekend? You got nine and a half between the Niners and, and the Seahawks, you got 13 between the Bills and Dolphins, which we now know will be a third string quarterback starting for. Um, Miami, you get seven and a half between Baltimore and Cincinnati, which is a huge, I mean, that's a massive line in the regular season, let alone in a playoff game.
4: Yeah. So I grabbed Seattle at 10 and a half. I still think I like it at nine and a half. I don't think that they're live to win the game against San Francisco, but really who knows? I mean, we've seen fluky stuff happen in the NFL playoffs. that Niners defense is so damn good. Nick Bosa is going to be defensive player of the year. And I know Brock Purdy has done literally nothing but win, but he hasn't really Stepped up in competition yet now he's not really going to see a top 15 defense this weekend either in seattle but i think gino and that offense might be able to put up some points i mean they've done it all year long i really like kenneth walker probably going to be offensive rookie of the year and uh, as long as the receivers are healthy enough you know if you could get dk going in that game i think that they could at least hang within that number i thought that that was a little bit inflated the niners are playing really good football they haven't lost in a long time but i'd make the number seven and a half eight so anything over nine i really like seattle It's tough. I probably would have told you I liked Miami you know, two hours ago when I thought maybe there was a shot Tua was going to (laughs) play. Even if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play, I can't bet against the Bills right now. I made the mistake of taking the Patriots last week, and it was a great spot, uh, I thought, for the Pats because it was a playoff game for them. They needed to win, and they were in the playoffs. They were in control of their own destiny, and the spread went to 8.5. And I love this Bills team, but I just thought that that was a little inflated with everything that they were coming off of. Uh, that was a big mistake. Josh Allen looks awesome right now, so I'm not betting against the Bills. And then I grabbed Baltimore. It's, it, look, it could be a mistake. Uh, Lamar's not going to play in this game. As long as we get Tyler Huntley, I think that they're going to hang within that number. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the game. The only reason I say that, Cincinnati hasn't lost in a long time. They're the best team against the spread. I'm a Packers fan, so it's always disappointment for me nowadays. So I've actually like kind of clung on to the Bengals because I really like Joe Burrow in this offense. And their defensive coordinator – Probably the one, top five, I think he's going to get a head coaching uh, look probably this off season. Look at the second-half adjustments he's made. Patrick Mahomes has only scored six points in the second half of games against them. But, um, you know, I just feel like this is a really good spot for Harbaugh in that underdog role. He'll have his guys prepared. And I always I, I think that there's going to be one big upset. And this is just me being a gambler and, like, this being what I do for a living. It just seems like the perfect weekend where we could take these favorites and we could money line – parlay them and just get rich off of it, right? Or we could just do a six-point teaser either, even with these big spreads. Let's go. take these teams to win. I have this weird feeling somebody's getting knocked off, and I think if anybody's going to do it, it might be Baltimore. Cincinnati, I love Joe Burrow, but I don't know if you guys saw that press conference. He's like, this is the new norm around here. We're going to wear our T-shirts, smoke our cigars. This window, or, you know, our window is as long as I'm here. You know, we're the team to beat in this division. They just beat the Ravens, who showed nothing in that game. And now the Ravens are sitting back with a top-ten defense listening to all this. I wouldn't be shocked, I mean, if they pulled the outright upset. So I'm definitely going to take the points with them. But it could be a big mistake, of course. So I guess what I'm saying is I really like all the dogs this weekend, unfortunately. I am going to take (laughs) Dallas against Tampa Bay. I I think Tampa Bay is going to be that really popular underdog because you're going to say, man, I'm getting Tom Brady plus three at home. The problem is that's not really Tom Brady or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from two years ago. So I think Dallas probably bounces back this week.
3: The one that I'm looking at that that's just kind of gone back and forth, Chargers-Jags. Is there is there any value to be had in uh, a, a two-point line with these two?
4: Yeah. And this opened at two and a half, which I thought was really telling. I thought mm-hmm. that what it was telling you was the Jags are the side here. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, you know, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, I know he hasn't played in a playoff game, but he had that must-win game. They lost against the Raiders Week 18 last year. He's been in the league a couple of years, whereas Trevor Lawrence, this is only his second year, his first year with a real head coach, and Doug Peterson. I uh, I think Jacksonville's the side, you guys. I think that they're the hottest team in the AFC, other than the Bengals here the last month. Trevor Lawrence has only turned the football over once. He's probably been the best quarterback. And I just worry about the Chargers' health coming into this game. Brandon Staley, I thought, made a huge mistake playing those guys. You get Joey Bosa hurt. I know he's going to play in this game, but at what percent? And then, finally, you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the field at the same time going to the playoffs with that. Instead, he gets Mike Williams hurt. He wasn't even practicing in the beginning of the week. I actually like the Jacksonville Jags here, as long as their defense holds up. I think they win this game outright.
2: All right. Uh, we, uh, there's I got two forces going against me here, and, and I need your help on this one. It, because it is one of a Mike McCarthy-coached Dallas team that has looked completely off the rails – uh, for the last couple of weeks of the season. Dak is a turnover machine. They've lost eight straight road playoff games. And then on the other side of it, I will never trust a team in the playoffs that is dead last in rushing offense, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but they also have Tom Brady, and that line is two and a half. You have Dallas heading to Tampa. Uh, it, it, it's it's. I'm, I'm really just kind of torn on it, even though everything would tell me in a normal team if you just took the name Dallas Cowboys off of it, I'd probably just say, yes, the Cowboys are are an easy, easy play here at minus two and a half.
4: This is the one that I went back and forth with too, because when the line got released and we were at three, I thought, ah, this is probably gonna close two, one and a half. So if I want Dallas, maybe I should wait for the public and the sharp people to get involved here because I mean it's Tom Brady at home as a dog. Um, But I like Dallas, actually. And I love that the narrative is that there's this terrible football team. And I don't trust Mike McCarthy to make a run to the Super Bowl. But I trust them to beat this Tampa Bay team for what you just said. Can't run the football. That defense isn't what it was two years ago. Tom Brady and Mike Evans just haven't been on the same page. And then we got excited two weeks ago. Some people got excited. But even look at that game against Carolina. They were down double digits in the fourth quarter. And it took a Tom Brady-led comeback. Him and Mike Evans finally getting on the same page just to beat that Panthers team with Sam Darnold. And I know Dallas got blown out. They played their worst game of the season. I actually kind of like that. I think the motivation is going to be there. They got two capable backs and Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think Dak will maybe have a bounce back game. Even if not, I think it'll be good enough to beat Tampa Bay. And I also think Tampa Bay is going to be the most public underdog. Uh, We were talking about this with Patrick Everson last night, uh, our Vegas insider. And so I would say just grab Dallas right now at two and a half, because I would love to say if you like Dallas, that is, I don't want to play him as a field goal favorite when I could get him at two and a half field goal, obviously wins you the bet. I would like to say, wait, and maybe it gets down to one and a half because there's going to be so much money on Brady, but I don't know. Cause I could see a lot of sharp guys coming in last minute. with a big bet on Dallas. Cause I just do think Dallas is the right side. I think they're the better team
3: this year. How often, I don't know if you, you, you can even answer this. Do we see a 10 plus point favorite in the playoffs?
4: Yeah, not very often. It's, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction to what you guys started with saying. You know, last year, we just didn't have very competitive games. That Mm -hmm. New England-Buffalo game was terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. Man, New England just got absolutely destroyed. And then the only competitive game that we did have, it wasn't even a very good game. Tennessee-Cincinnati. I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked, what, nine, Mm ten times in that game. It was fun at the end, but it was kind of a boring three quarters, and then it kind of took off a little bit in the fourth quarter. I think it's just a little bit of an overreaction. Um, But now the league especially this year, more parity than ever. The AFC, I have no clue. You can make the case, maybe the Chargers get hot. Maybe the Jags make this crazy run like the Bengals did. Or maybe it's the Bengals. Then in the NFC, I'd be shocked if it was anybody actually other than Philadelphia or San Francisco, (laughs) unless Mike McCarthy coaches out of his mind, which I'm not betting on. But it is really rare to see these big spreads. You're used to it in college football. Like, look at the national title game. But we really don't see it in the NFL because there's so much parity.
2: Ryan Horvath, check him out. Bet MGM tonight, man. I always appreciate you hopping on with us and giving us some insight, man. Uh, always appreciate it, and have, have a great Super Wild Card weekend. Thanks so much, guys. The bet
4: tonight, the Washington Wizards over my Bulls. The Bulls are going to lose this game in D.C. I wish I could go, but it's probably for the best. Stink, But it's, uh, it's gross, but I love the Wizards
2: tonight. This is probably my favorite bet this week. <laughs> that is, you know what, that is the most gambler thing that you could have ever said. It's gross. But you know what? That sounds like We're you saw a
3: Chicago bull out in a particular club last night. Uh, the is gambling right there. I,
4: let's just let's just say, yeah, I got some I got some inside uh info on this one. So much that I walked down the street in the 14 degree
2: weather to place this bet. <laughs> Ryan Horvath. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. There he is. Uh our insider calls <laughs> brought to you by BetMGM. Make sure you go and you listen to BetMGM tonight. Uh, and the uh, BetMGM podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, let's get back on the, on the sporting way of things. Uh, we, we've got a lot of NBA. We've got some college football. Uh, let's go to the NFL. A, a little bit of news. Danny Dusty on the fan. World's well,
1: Buston. <laughs> Informer. You know, say that I'm a stony, I'm a glam. I like you, bum bum, damn. Take them the mind that's easy, say that I'm a stony, I'm a stony, I'm a stony, I'm you, bum-bum-nam. Informer. You know, say that I'm a stony, I'm a glam. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right. Um, we
2: got a little news out of the NFL uh, coming up. As we are entering Super Wildcard Weekend, um, one, two has been ruled out, which means Skylar Thompson will start a playoff game for the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. That is what Mike McDaniel says the plan is. This could get ugly. The plan is what? Skyler Thompson.
3: Maybe I should have Horvat run another block and place a bet on the Bills for me.
2: Yeah. uh, So, well, I mean, it's already 14. And this is the thing about the playoffs, though, that are so tricky is that once you get that win, once you get that, that comfortable lead over a team, and Miami may just roll over on this thing right away. Then you take your foot off the gas and you get your guys out because you don't want anybody getting hurt because you're moving on to the next weekend. We're moving on. We're on on to Cincinnati. Pack it on up. Uh, So that line is at 13 right now um, at BetMGM. Uh, Another note of the quarterback realm is uh, Lamar Jackson not at practice today. And that's big. Now, that is different than not practicing Lamar Jackson is not at practice. Not not practicing, not there. Yeah. And I've heard some weird things coming out of of Baltimore with that. Like usually when you have a a player who is injured especially a quarterback, uh they will still be out at practice and and taking in all the sessions because of the mental uh reps that you can get and the help that you can give not just your backup at the moment but everybody else on the field you know you get a different view of things you can be out there and there's been several times where like not not just this report today but other instances of people that have covered this this team and have gotten access to their practice saying Lamar Jackson hasn't been there. Like he's not go, he's not out there at practice. Now, that doesn't mean he's not getting treatment because he's obviously getting treatment and he's obviously getting better. But it is a little odd that he, like a lot of the people that cover this team closely, are saying he's just not out there at all, at all for practice. And apparently he wasn't there today. We see him at games, and it's not like there's a rift between he and his teammates. And I don't think there is, but I, I do think it is odd. And then Jim Har- or John Harbaugh had another weird quote about it. Uh, where he was asked, like, uh, any update? And he said, no, just, you know, what what you guys saw, which is him not there. And then he was followed up by uh, by a reporter asking, would you play him if, if he came out? And he said, well, yeah, because that would mean that he's deemed healthy. And if it's safe and healthy for a guy to be out there, we'll, we'll play anybody.
3: Remember that part where Harbaugh was like, yeah, we should get him back next week.
2: Yeah, a month ago.
3: This is week five.
2: Yeah, and him not being out at practice today—that's a big red flag for uh, him not playing in the playoffs. Yeah, and also is this a
3: purpose pitch? You think by I, him? I, is it one by the Ravens saying, "If you're not in, we'll gladly shop you"? Do they here? I'll, I'll throw this out there. Do they reach out to Atlanta?
2: Well, they—they—they they, they can't really because he's going to be a free agent. They can force you. Them, but you can't trade a guy. You can't franchise and trade a no, guy. No, no, but they can... They can keep him. They can
3: They can keep that... They can lord that over him until, what, the official date, I think it's, what, June 1st?
2: Yeah, but For- then why wouldn't you just pay him? Because at that point, like, if you franchise him and then you string him along and then you franchise him again, then you're paying out your butt and he gets what he wants, which is a ton of money.
3: But he doesn't get the guaranteed money over the years. He only gets the back-to-back years. Is there a world go sign and trade? Uh,
2: I think they have I, now. I may be wrong on this. I think they have protections in the franchise tag. With no, no, no I'm doing saying that,
3: before like, the do
2: it now. No, no, I'm,
3: I'm saying do it like in this in this offseason.
2: Yeah, you
3: reach out to Atlanta who needs a quarterback who has a draft pick, but mm-hmm. or draft picks, I should say. Do you go and try to take their capital or
2: sure do you, yeah, take, you do that to anybody that's what i'm
3: saying but like who's in the top that right like right away needs a quarterback
2: yeah uh well a lot of teams aren't even they do out.
3: but that's what i'm saying
2: that's you may even go hey we'll take fields off your hands i was
3: literally just gonna say do you believe in does chicago believe in fields enough to be like
2: yeah well i think baltimore would be great, great with justin fields though <laughs> You know, and they have $100 million in cap space. They can find a way to give he's, he's lesser million. He's
3: lesser-used Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. there's there's, there's a lot of layers to this for sure where I think he's protecting himself and saying, mm I'm not going to do it again. And, it, and it's I, a and really I get it. interesting injury having just a PCL. Because usually if you have a PCL, something else is messed up in there too. Uh, so there's that nugget. And then uh, Brandon Staley, uh, the... See, getting hotter with every day that Mike Williams doesn't practice. He was not at Chargers practice today as he got injured in a meaningless game against the Denver Broncos with the back injury. He probably wouldn't practice anyways. He's probably just going to walk through because he's at that point in the season. He's had injuries already this year to where he'll probably just not practice at all and then maybe do the walk through Saturday, and or I guess it would be Friday in this case, and mm-hmm. then play Saturday. That's, but that's of note. Mike Williams still not running around. But Rashawn oh. Slater is, is back and wearing a helmet at Chargers practice. Remember, remember, yeah, there, there. Wasn't it,
3: was it like a torn peck?
2: Uh, yeah, or bicep. Bicep. One of
3: them. One of them. But yeah, like, yeah. A long recovery. Well, yeah. I guess that was like week two. Huh?
2: It would, no, that would have been, uh, I think it was week one was or week maybe one? even before that, but that's four months ago. Yeah.
3: I, you know what? <laughs> That'd be a let's let's say let's
2: say the Chargers win this week. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. Is there a chance that he could come back in two weeks? Um he it's a twenty one day window for him to ramp up. So it'd be week three be a ty- AFC title game. Yeah. If they got there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's already open. Because they kind of retroactively do it, oh, okay. so he would be able to go, maybe even the divisional round. Let's hope they
0: do get there,
3: because that's what I got in my picks for the <laughs> AFC title game: is the Bills and Chargers. Listen, man, that is. Listen, you talk about Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, or Sean Slater getting back
2: would be massive for them. Yeah, I would say that uh, young, athletic, elite-level really tackle, damn good left tackles. <laughs> double thumbs up on that. Yeah, that just like that.
3: Yeah, no. Can, can can we get the HGH going? Like, <laughs> ah. All
2: right, five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Um, this hour we talked a, a, a little bit of Blazers. Um, it, this hour, but we talked college football, including Oregon's big land in the transfer portal where they get a five star edge rusher. Uh, in in hour number one, we talked a ton of Blazers as well. If you missed any of those conversations, go check them out on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at ten eighty thefancom dot com or right there in the Odyssey app. Um. To start our number three, we, we've got some Chauncey Billups audio that I would like to get to uh, to start our number three. Um the coach of the Portland Trailblazers st- starting to feel this—the uh, heat that coaches get, not just players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's starting to feel it now. Danny Dusty on the fan.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>